This is a Process to Purpose podcast. Again, we're here to help inspire, motivate, and encourage others to find their purpose through the process of spirituality, health, and wealth, using godly principles and values to break through to the life that God has called us to live. I'm super excited to introduce my new guest, Corey McIntosh. Yeah. Everyone knows him as uh, Mac Work. That's what they call me. That's with the three, though. With the three. You know, that gets mistaken a whole lot. There's a whole <laughs> lot of ease going on around here. You know, but I understand. I understand okay. why. So so the title of this of this podcast is going to be Do Work with the three. Yeah, I like that. Yeah? Do you like... I, I kind of came yeah. up with that right now. I, I see. I see you definitely <laughs> didn't tell me about that one. I did. I did. It was, it was going to be a surprise. So, uh, guys, I know uh, Corey is a, a really successful personal trainer, entrepreneur, uh, he has a great presence on, on, on Instagram, Facebook. I got all that. Snapchat. Yeah, man. <laughs> I and, got all that. Okay. All and, right, cool. and, and he's super humble on top of, of everything else. But I have my days. Yeah, man. I have my days. No, man. And anything else you do that, that I don't know of? No, you guys pretty much see what I do daily. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You see what I do daily. Justin. The camera. <laughs> I need you over here. I need you over here. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Um, anywho. The yeah, camera so, went a little crazy, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah no, man. I mean... I pretty much try to show my life, yeah. you know, for the most part. I mean, I keep my personal, my personal, yeah. you know, inside my home and, and my family. I try to keep that to myself. But for the most part, I mean, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good, man. And I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day. I know you got a lot of people to train and uh, I'm just super excited to get this going for, I really want to inspire people, man. And, and I think you do that every single day. I'm always shocked when people tell me that. Like, man, you inspire me. And it's like, I don't take any of, the, any of that for granted. No, definitely. So it's like when I hear it from somebody, they didn't have to say that. A lot of the times I'm really just being myself, to be honest with you. Yeah. you know? But it's nice to know that, I guess, who, you know, what I'm doing is helping some people. So It's making an impact. Especially as of late, I've been really trying to push that. So it, it's working. Yeah, and, it, and it's good to sometimes sit back and, like you said, sometimes you don't realize it. But it's good to sit back sometimes and reflect, like, man, I'm actually helping some people out. Yeah. If we got to cut it, let's cut it. Justin, yeah, if we got to cut it, cut it. We'll, we'll use uh, Corey's Instagram live. But uh, yeah, man, let, let's just start from the beginning. So everyone sees how successful you are in, in uh, personal training. And I, and, I, and I mean successful, man, because I, I see you out there doing it. it, may, it might, you might not feel like it. Yeah, I was thinking like yeah. successful. Yeah, then, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, I'll take it, sure. But most, but most <laughs> people, own it. But most people in your position actually don't feel that way. You know what I mean? They, right. Because they, they always, they know they can do more. They know they can make a bigger impact. So let, let's start from the beginning. How, how did Corey come to be the person he is today? It's funny. I went to the barber shop yesterday, actually. Mm. And okay. uh, how am I looking, by the way? Yeah, you're looking yeah. good, man. That okay. beard. Okay. Yeah, we, we, sure. we, we forgot to talk okay. about the we beard, brothers. About the beard. Yeah. But, um, you know, I went to the barber shop and I ran into a, um, an old friend. Mm. One of my best friends, uh, my best friend's wife. Okay. His uh, father-in-law, who... The girl my, my best friend is married to, he's been with her since we were in high school. Actually, since middle school. He's been with her forever. Okay. And I ran into Pops, and he looks at me, and, you know, I don't know what I said. So I said something basic. Hey, how you doing? Gave him a hug. Same old me. And he said to my barber, he said, you know what? He said, this kid has been the same since he was a little boy. He's like, he has not changed oh, that's at beautiful. all. And he said, honestly, he's like, I thought the kid was on crack. And that's what he said. He was like, I thought something was wrong with him. All the energy. Why is he always hyper? Why is he always happy? Why is he always dancing and smiling? You know? So I don't really know if there's any, uh, anything specific that kind of makes me act that way. It's just kind of the way I was raised and, and, you know, the way I've always been. Yeah. So how did that come about? Like, are you, did you grow up here in the States or, 
You know, I know you're from West Covina, right? You said you're yeah. born in Pasadena. So I was born in, born in Pasadena, um, raised in West Covina. Nice. I mean, I've been in West Covina since I was two years old. Okay. For the most part. And I mean, um, as far as how it got me to where I'm at, like I said, there's a whole long list of things, you know, it depends yeah. on where, where you want to start in particular. What, what about your family? Talk a little bit about your family. How's okay. the background with your family, man? Um, well, my mom and dad, they're from Guyana. So okay. they're Guyanese in South America. Um, that's not far from Trinidad. So you guys can check it out in the map. Um, I just don't happen to have the accent. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I wish I had the accent. You're you know, doing it pretty good earlier. Man, oh, yeah. My mom, Corey, bring the thing over here. Wait, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> all that. So, you know, me, awesome, and, me, me and my brother, uh, we definitely always have our little jokes within the Guyanese community and my cousin, too. We always That's talk awesome. about it and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I was raised in West Covina. Um, I've been in West Covina pretty much my whole life. I mean, I didn't I didn't move. Okay. I just went to different schools in the area and whatnot. And then uh, from there, you know. There's a lot more that happened. I don't know if you want to go into that yet or if you want to stick with the family. Because family, I don't really have a big family. Okay. I, I have family in New York. Mm. Um, I lied. I actually do have a big family. They're just in New York. Mm. Thing is, we didn't grow up around each other. You know, got I have it. a sister, a brother out there. My dad's out there. Um, I got five nieces and nephews total in New York alone. Wow. But um, growing up, we didn't see each other. You know, I was, I was here in California with my mom and my brother here. And that was it. Mm. So when I actually was able to afford it and I'm you know I turned 21 I actually went to New York saw my dad and stuff like that and uh met my sister and my brother it's kind of weird kind of it wasn't our first time meeting but as far as I'm concerned it kind of was because okay. now I'm 21 years old I met them when I was about 13 or 14 and uh it was quick it was only okay. for like three or four days and then that was it the rest of it's been on the phone so it was weird to go over there and see them and they're actually like me Full that, of energy. What? It is so weird. I'm like, you guys are the exact same. And you get <laughs> so blood does kind of matter, I think. But um as far as like my core family and who I grew up with is my mom, my brother. Okay. And that's who it's been pretty much my whole life. I don't really know too much about having, you know, um a big family, big Christmases, Thanksgivings. I didn't have that stuff. So maybe that kind of plays a part into why I'm so like open to family stuff and having people around me and big hugs and all that. Maybe because I didn't grow up with it. I don't know. Maybe nice, something's wrong with me. Nice. Awesome, <laughs> man. So, well, I look forward to being part of your family, man. Just okay. like, because I, I You're already part of my family. Look, you got yeah, the beard man. and all that. I, and I, you're, honestly, you're and, and I really mean it because, man, I, I love building these strong relationships with people who, who have the same, like, drive and the same passion for people that, like, like you do. So, uh, growing up, maybe, or maybe we could start going into maybe a little bit in the future, but was there a moment that, that kind of shaped the way... Well, let, let me ask you this way. Is there a moment when you were a child that, that made you the person you are today? I don't think it was a moment when I was a child. I think it was a moment actually when I was at Iowa State. Mm. Um, when I was at Iowa State, that was not a good experience for me. Okay. Um, school, was, school was fine. Okay. Um, it was more so within basketball and because basketball was my life. Yeah, you know, that's what I did. So yeah. let's, 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 let's talk about that. So you grew up playing basketball probably your whole life. Yeah, small guy, real little, uh, yeah. you know, little speed guy, fast, skinny, only weighed like 135 pounds, soaking wet. <laughs> I was real small, man. But I mean, you know, I got the job done. I played ball uh, at West Covina High. Okay. And then I actually went to, uh, I went to Pasadena City College. So when I went to Pasadena, we're talking about basketball here. Yeah, yeah. So when I went to Pasadena, the coach that actually recruited me to come to PCC, he actually didn't end up coaching there. They mm -hmm. had another coach there who was about 68 years old. He was an older guy, and he coached that year. And I started. I played well. And it was weird because it was a big transition for me. Living in West Covina, 
now I'm going over here to Pasadena, and I mean, I got some dudes on my team. Like, we talking thugs. We talking, like, you know, mm. guys that smoking weed every day. This is stuff that I wasn't accustomed to yeah. at an early age. I mean, I have friends that did it, but it's different. We talking about guys that are cussing out coaches, that'll fight each other in practice, and I'm sitting over here like, what is wrong with you guys? Like, <laughs> we're just playing basketball. We're all you know, friends I'm a little super nice guy. Like, we're just playing basketball. That's awesome. Now, they couldn't nobody push me around, yeah. but when it came to, like, just, like, living a good life and being cool, they were all mad at each other and stuff. It was That's just a crazy. different situation. Nonetheless, um, I played the year. Towards the end of the year, I ended up having a hernia. So mm. I was down for about four or five months. So within that time, I wasn't playing. I was sitting down. Now, we come to the summertime, and the coach that was coaching there, the 68-year-old coach, he retired. And okay. the coach that actually recruited me, he came back. So I'm thinking, okay, cool. I got off injury. I'm good to go. We got the old coach who recruited me initially. He come back. I'm good. Well, it turns out he brought his son into play. And his son played a guitar, but his son liked basketball. So he wanted his son to play uh, basketball. The point? Were you the, the point? At the point. My position, <laughs> right? Yeah. What a coincidence. So, you know, um, I wasn't too fond of that. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up transferring. And I went to, uh, I went to Fullerton Junior College where – that's where I grinded. I mean, FC. Yeah. FC. I yeah. was over there, FJC. And uh, I actually sat out a year. I went to school part time and I trained. I mean, mm. you know, when I got hurt and I played a year and I'm looking at how big everybody was, I was still small. I wasn't a big guy. Okay. So, I mean, I worked hard for a whole year. I was up at four o'clock in the morning, which is, I still do today. Yeah. But I, at that time, it was, it was incredible. It. At that yeah. time, it was incredible to me. Um, I was up at 4 a.m. And I was in the gym before school, and then I'm in school all day, and then uh, I go to practice for two hours, and then my coach would kind of let me leave 10 minutes early because uh, I needed to get to work. So I would go work. I was actually working for a photography company. Okay. And uh, I was able to, like, take pictures. Pretty much, I wasn't taking the pictures. I was kind of like a pre-seller. So I've always had experience with going into big rooms. Like, I'm talking about Angel Stadium. Yeah. um, The Laker games. Okay. games. So we have all the suites. I'd walk around the suites. There's like 180 suites in the state. Yeah, yeah. And I'm walking into these corporate suites. Here I am, 21 years old, and you got all these people with business suits on, and they're looking at me like, who's this black dude walking in here? <laughs> at that time, I didn't have a beard. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask that. I was going to say black guy with the beard, but yeah. I didn't have a beard yet. I was going to so, ask you know, that. So, they're, yeah. they're looking at me like, well, what do you want, kid? You know? So, I had to present myself in a way of, hey, you know, I'm here with Angel Stadium, with this company. I'm trying to sell these pictures, these frames, yada, yada, yada. So I would do that. I mean, I wouldn't get home till about maybe 10 o'clock at night, mm. and then I have to do homework. Okay. So I would do homework till midnight, 1 o'clock, sleep for three, four hours, get up, and back to the gym. So I was doing that, and uh, the next year I ended up playing at Fullerton because I was redshirting that year, and I was junior college player of the year. I mean, wow. the hard work paid off. I literally yeah. was MVP of the state, and yeah, I, yeah. You know, I ended up getting a full-ride scholarship to Iowa State, wow. and this is where I say it, my life kind of turned Okay. because I went from being – like successful, successful, successful. Yeah, little bumps in the road here and there. All the coaches love me. Everybody okay. loved me. To the point where now I go to a coach that was like, I don't like you. Wow. I mean, from day one. And I'm like, why did you recruit me? Like, <laughs> yeah. why am I here? I got recruited by 50 Division ones. Wow. I'm like, why did I go here? But, you know, it was humbling because every day was a challenge. It was one of those days where, I mean, I could have a great day in practice. I'm killing. I'm making shots. He wouldn't clap for me. Mm. He wouldn't say nothing. You know, when okay. I when I would do bad though, oh, the minute I messed up, ooh, hard on me, hard. So, like, so what did what did that do for you? Well, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I got through it. I got through it because the thing is, I still started. I still started all 30 games I played there. Um, you know, but it definitely crushed me. Like I didn't have confidence. 
Mm. I was playing well enough to play. I was okay. playing well enough to be the starter in the Big 12. Like, played against Kansas. Kevin Durant was over at Texas. Wow. You know, like, we playing some big guys, some big names and stuff like that. I was doing my thing, but I knew I could have did more. What was hurting the most was knowing that I can do more, and I'm not getting the chance to. Mm. And then also, too, when I tried, the confidence wasn't there, you know? And it wasn't until um, towards the end of the season. I mean, I sat in my room. I cried. I, I yeah. actually thought about not playing basketball no more. Only one time. That was the only time in my life really? I thought about maybe this sport ain't for me, mm. you know? And it wasn't because of – it wasn't necessarily because of basketball. It was more so like one guy that, you know, got into my head. And then from there on out, like I said, that was a turning point for me because I had to make a decision. Yeah. You know, I had to make a decision. We're at the end of the season here, and there's probably like 10 games left in the season. And I've just been playing like no big deal. Cruising. Like just kind of up – some games up, some games down, average, you know. But like I said, still playing well enough to be on the court. But I wasn't doing what I could be doing. I was junior college player of the year. Like I was, I knew I was a killer, but it wasn't happening, you know. So then here we are. There's like ten games left, and we had a practice now. And uh, the star player of the team, where we like to guard each other a lot. Okay. And uh, we're playing this drill where you can't dribble the ball. Okay. You have to pass it. You have to cut. You have to try to get open. And the other team, you have the other team has to steal it before you get off the court. Okay. So I'm on offense. Okay. And the guy guarding me, the star player, he's beating me up. Hitting me on my face, no big deal. I mean, I don't care. You yeah. know, it's basketball. You yeah. can't you can't dribble to get the space, so you got to take the hit, the punishment. Yeah. We well, now we switch. I'm on defense now. Well, I figure, hey, if you do it to me, I'm gonna do it to you, right? So uh, I'm doing the same thing to him, and by no means necessary am I a dirty player. Yeah. I've never ever been thrown out of a practice before. Okay. And I ended up hitting him in the face, right, on accident. He had hit me in the face like ten times. Coach you got, got a little excited. Coach didn't say a damn thing to me. Whatever, take it. I hit him in the face, and dude just, you know, said, ah, Corey, what the, you doing? I mean, he was going off. Really? Like, going off on me. And I'm like, and he's like, get the fuck out. And he was, yeah. I mean, get out, pretty much. So, um, from there, you know, I went home, I sat down, and then uh, the coach actually came to my house. Not the head coach, the assistant coach who recruited me. Okay. Comes to my house on a Sunday, and I knew something was wrong. It wasn't until later I realized, okay, that was all the way wrong. He came to my house and said, you know what? Just between you and me, I think you should leave. Like, I think you should just think about transferring. Because they legally can't say that. They can't do that. Yeah. They can't force you to transfer. I'm on full-ride scholarship. I'm going to be there for another two years. Mm. And he comes in, and I thought to myself, yeah, you're right. I probably should transfer. Okay. So from that point on, I realized, you know what? I don't even care. Like, I don't care anymore. So the last 10 games, I'm like killer now. All of a sudden, like, everything I throw up is going in. That's crazy. I'm looking like myself again. Coach is looking like he's actually clapping for me now. He's like, we need you. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, but at that point, it, was, it wasn't even about him. It was like, oh, well, you guys don't want me here. Mm. Well, you don't want me here. So I'm going to show you. I'm gonna, uh, and it wasn't necessarily to show okay. them. It was more so I just didn't care. Yeah. Once I didn't care, it was like, well, you can take me out the game if you want to. You yeah. know, I really don't care. You didn't feel like someone was on your back the whole time? Well, and... he was still on my back. Okay. But once they said that, and there's only 10 games left, I knew I didn't have to be here another year. Yeah, the you know? stress. It was like, oh, well, I know I'm leaving, and I know they don't want me. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just throw this bitch in the hole. You know what I'm saying? So I was throwing the ball up, and nice. it's going in and all that and whatnot. And uh, now here we are at the end of the season, and the coach said, hey, I want you to stay. Mm. All the states, I want you to stay. I'm like, I know he doesn't know that the assistant came to my house, but I'm like, I figured it out. Like, you sent him to my house. Mm. That wasn't no accident. You sent him to my house because you can't, legally, you yeah. can't tell me that. You know, and whatnot. So I ended up leaving, and uh, 
now this was the petty part. <laughs> I did have a petty part. The petty part was I could have went to any other school. I went to a school five hours away from there mm. because I was like, I'm going to be in your newspaper every week. I want you to see it. <laughs> and I was. That's good I, was story. <laughs> I was. I was. I was down the street. I wasn't. I wasn't far. I was in South Dakota, and uh, I mean, I was averaging like 23 a game. Wow. And well, I mean, we're beating number one, number two team in the country, and they're looking like, how does he score 40 points, five assists? Five? They're looking at the stats like, hold on, what's going on over there? So now the the coach actually ended up resigning the next year or before he got fired because there was a lot of questions why I I uh, ended up transferring. The star player transferred. A lot of players, really? yeah, a lot of guys transfer. See, and what I like about that story, man, I'm, I'm listening to you, and then I keep hearing, you know, there's dudes beating you up. He's beating you up. Yeah. A, a lot of people in that situation, they're literally just fold and completely quit, like thinking basketball is not for me yeah. at all. But you had, you, you kind of had a chip on your shoulder when you went to the next school. Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing. I was little. I've always been little. So mm. you, you have to have a chip on your shoulder yeah, definitely. anyway. You know, part of my uh, part of my tactic is actually looking nice. And then really not being nice, mm. so that's kind of that's kind of what I've always used. But um, that was like I said, I think for me it was just the first time I learned that not everybody likes you. Okay. Not everybody's on your team. Not everybody's cheering for you. And it's okay. And it's okay. Yeah. But it took me a while to say it's okay. Yeah. You know, for a while I was like, yeah. okay, fine. Yeah, because a lot of us we always want that security, or we want someone right. giving us the praise all the and time. You gotta understand, I always had that. Yeah, I always had yeah. it, and I was junior college player of the year. I was like the man. Yeah, and, you know? and even going back to that, people don't realize, like, you were saying you're waking up at 4 a.m. as a college student. Like, nobody's doing that as yeah. a college student. It's like a junior college, you know? Yeah, putting in the work, working after, and you know what I mean? And and to become that player, you had to go through a process. So right. what was the process like after college now? So so you're, you're transitioning now. So I transitioned now. I, I mean, like I said, I went to South Dakota, and I played basketball over there. And I murdered. I brought a team that was a losing team the year before to a winning team. Okay. And uh, then I had a friend who put me in contact with the agent. And then now I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, you know, my body and, and my whole life overseas. I ended up in Bulgaria. Wow. And that was crazy for me. A lot of bad things happened there too. How was that shift? <sighs> Bulgaria was cool because it was also dangerous. Okay. And we've had a lot. There was a lot of stories there. I mean. So I go to Bulgaria where I'm in a place where now I'm, I'm looking at signs for the first time that okay. are not English. You know, the communication there, the language isn't even one that you can really learn, to be honest with you. You're not just going to come from America and just go over there and pick that up. <laughs> what are they saying? It's, it's different. Look, that was years ago. I can't even mimic that right now. But, um, you know, going to Bulgaria, now you're here in a country where you don't understand until you actually go through something that, hey, you're not at home. Okay. Like you, these things can't happen. You know, so I'll tell you one story in particular. Um, I have a friend. I'm not going to say no names, but I have a friend that we went out to a club. Right. And there's three of us. And I'm talking about like, well, I want to say three tall black Americans. I'm not tall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only six feet. But these guys are like six, nine, you know, six, ten big dudes. And, yeah. but, you know, so, but we're like the only black guys in the area and whatnot. But they all know we play for the basketball team. OK, so we step into the most popular club there. Going to the club, everything's fine, cool. The music is like some wild stuff that I ain't never heard before. It's not, it's definitely not R&B or hip hop or anything like that. We come out the club, one of the guys who's actually the biggest guy, he's kind of like the bodyguard. He's like mm. the one that, yo, we make sure everything is good. We just bring him. Yeah, we just stand behind him. We just stand behind him or he stand behind us and we're good. Um, well, he was like, hey, I got to holler at somebody. I'm going to talk to one of my friends. I'll meet you guys outside. Okay. So we're outside, me and the other one. 
And this guy comes out, and he comes out with his eyes bloodshot red. Like, bloodshot red. Done. Done. Looks at me. I'm no threat. <laughs> Looks at my other friend, and all of a sudden, he just pushes him. Right? And he pushes him. And I'm talking about this was in like a split second. As soon as he pushed him, my friend is like, what? And he went to like punch him. He missed and dude knocked him out cold. Like he, he, he hit him. He hit his head on the cement. I come over. I hit the big dude. Next thing I know, I'm like, he's 270. I'm 170. This is not <laughs> my friend is asleep. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, no. What are we going to do? I'm trying to fight this guy. That's funny. Luckily, security comes out, you know, and whatnot. But I, I bring that up to say, you know, going over there, I realize you got to be careful. Yeah. Like not just in America, you can't just act the way you want to act. You can't do what you want to do. Yeah. You have to make sure your people are close to you. You got to make sure that, you know, you're literally one and with every situation and understanding that you can't control every situation either. Yeah. So and then there was another time out there where we got That's robbed. Cool. You know, we got robbed out there just because they knew we played on the basketball mm. team. It's just, you know, we had problems with the mafia. There was all kinds of stuff going on out there. Really? Oh, my God. Man, I don't want to go back to that. But, I mean, other than that, hoop was cool. I mean, yeah, you were balling out there. Once, once we squashed beef with the uh, mafia, we had to talk oh. to a lot of people like, yo, this was a miscommunication. I don't know oh what happened. And, you know, they were talking about, yo, you might have to leave the country. So, luckily, you know. So, what was the transition out of oh, that God. area? That area was from there. It was to France. Okay. France played well. Played yeah. in France for a few years. Uh, was in Finland for a, for a few months. Okay. Um, went to Ukraine. I was also in Macedonia. Yeah, I played some places, man. I've seen a lot of the world. Okay. So let's. So now you're 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 doing your whole basketball career, and you're doing great, obviously. And yeah, I'm doing really good. I did yeah. really well. Played eight years. I yeah. Did good. Awesome. So how was the trans- transition from basketball? To now get into what you're doing now. Honestly, I think that was kind of already set in play before I even stopped playing. Um, yeah. What was the process like? So the process was I would come. I came home in the summertime because when you played overseas, you were there from about September to about May or June. Okay. You know, so when you come home in the summer, you're just sitting around. You're training. You're working on your body. You know. Um, and yourself, right? Right. Well, there was one summer towards closer to the end of my career. And realistically, it shouldn't have been the end of my career, but some things happened that made me say, you know what, it needs to be the end of my career. Um, it was a summer where I actually wasn't getting the contract that I wanted. So I was like, well, you know what, I'll just stay home. But in staying home, I was like, I'm bored. I got to do something. And yeah. Everyone's talking about my body. And, man, you work hard. You look great. Can you help me? Sure, I help you. You know, how much do you want? I was like, I don't know, $100, like 200 I mean, I didn't care. So I was training in the park, and I had, you know, three or four people, guys, girls, didn't matter, um, training them in the park with just a mat. Just a mat, nothing else. And then um, I did that for about three or four months. And then, I, you know, I didn't know, I didn't even have a name for it. Mm. And one of my friends one day just says, man, Mac, work. Like, you be working. Come on. Mac, work. And I was like, and what'd you, got, you say? That's how it was created. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, my last name is Macintosh. So, wow. you know, everybody calls me Mac. Yeah. So from there, it, it was Mac, work. And it was created, but I didn't even know it was created. At that time, I was like, all right, I'll call it that. No big deal. Sure. Well, I ended up getting a call to go back overseas. Mm. So I went back overseas and, uh, you know, I played for another year or so. And uh, then um, when I got back, here we are with the agent discussion and deals and whatnot. And the, the money wasn't where I wanted it to be again. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on with this Mac work thing. And 
I was going on with it, and next thing I know, it started to blow up a little bit, and then finally, I actually did get a call to go back overseas, and I turned okay. it down. I turned it down. I was like, mm, I, I think I'm finding more value in this, you know, because okay. uh, it was mine. It was the first time I was like, this is mine. Nobody can touch this. Yeah. People can try. Yeah, you know? and you had no excuses. You, I mean, you couldn't blame anybody else but yourself. Right. I was like, I didn't have to answer to a coach. I didn't have to answer to mm. GM. I didn't have to answer to, yeah, exactly. to sponsors. There was nothing. It was just me. But that was hard, too, because it was like, I'm still good. Yeah. You know, I'm 29 years old at the time. I'm 33 now. At the time, I was still good. Like, I could still go play. I think I could still go play now if you give me two months to get in shape. Mm. You know? You got to teach me some skills, man. Oh, man. I don't know about that one. That might be hard, brother. Might be hard. I'm, I get like this much off the ground. You know what I mean? Oh, so God. we could work on that. All right. We'll Thank work you on Thank you very it. much. We'll work on it. Hey, I'm supposed to be optimistic about everything, right? That's my job. So, so. so through that transition, what are, you know, early on, you always say, you said that you started off pretty well, but what are some maybe early failures that you can share with the people? Because um, people think that you just start and you're just booming. Um, Was it like that? Here's the thing. With Mac work, I don't know if anything is really a failure because by the time I started doing Mac work, my mindset had changed. Remember, I told you I went through that at Iowa State with the coach and all that. Mm. Um, and I realized nobody can mess with what I have going on inside here. That's I'll right. never let that happen again. You know, I was young at that time. I was 20, you know, that when that happened. So it's like easy for someone who on the outside saying, oh, you let that happen. You shouldn't have let that happen. You weren't in my situation. You don't know, you know. How I how my spirit moves. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else I came across would always push me and say, "Man, you could do it. You could do it." First time I had someone who was supposed to be on my team tell me a lot of things that made me feel like I wasn't on their team. Mm. So um, that kind of drove me for the rest of my life because with Mac work, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter if I didn't have clients. It didn't matter. I mean, it matters for your bills, but as far as whether I was going to stop doing it, no. Yeah, because it was uh, you had made the the choice. Yeah, I made the choice, and, and you do that daily. Daily. Every day. It's a daily choice. It's a daily choice. It's not, it's not something that's given to you. It's not, you have to go take it. Yeah. Um, MacWork started. And I mean, I honestly pushed MacWork through my clients. Mm. I pushed it through my clients. I pushed it through interaction, through personality, through yeah. just being myself. I, I haven't relied on anybody else but myself to just kind of grow what it is that I've been doing. I get a lot of messages asking, how do I grow a brand like that? How do I do it like how you do it? And I'm thinking to myself, you have to be yourself. Yeah. You have to do what you do and do it confidently. Yeah. And people see you on, on, on Instagram and, and all these platforms and they're like, man, this guy got it all together every single day. So how, how about we jump into that? You know, maybe it's not like that every single day, but you do make a, a choice and you have a decision every single day to, to be fired up, to have the energy, to be passionate about what you do. It's hard. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, it's not easy. It's not easy because... You spend a lot of time giving other people your energy. Yeah. And you don't really get it back. Yeah. You know? So everyone's take, 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 all take, the time. take, take, take. They don't take it on purpose. It's not something yeah, that they're no. doing that's bad. Yeah. It's of course. just, you know, when I first started doing this, I used to train from like 4 a.m. to 9 p.m. I mean, I was all day long and just that's drained, crazy. drain, 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 you know? And um, I was able to get myself to a point now where I control my schedule, I only work certain hours, you know? And I know how to manage my energy. I don't work on the weekends, you know. That's really good. I'm able to manage my energy. And, and, and I also understand that, like you said, we have a choice. So when I wake up and I do feel like blah or I feel like, oh, man, I don't want to do this today. Then I think to myself, okay, I got people that depend on me. That's number yeah. one. Number two, realistically, what is the problem? What is really wrong with you right now? Okay. And then I think, okay, 
is it life or death? Because there's people that are going through a lot worse than you are. Yeah. You know? So, so what are maybe some like practical things that you do? Do you meditate? Do you, you know, use prayer? What, what do you do? All right. So this is fun. <clears throat> All right. So for me, I actually enjoy a couple things. I like pizza. Okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. I know I'm the trainer. Blah, blah, blah. Get it. Why does he eat pizza? Pizza's my thing. I, I like do pizza. that like once a week because I can. I'm in shape. I'm lean. You know what I'm saying? So when you get yourself to a certain point and you're confident about your body, you understand how your body works, you can manipulate it the way you yeah. want to. Right? So for me, pizza makes me happy. I love pizza. I got awesome. pizza socks. Okay. I love socks, by the way, mm. just in case anyone didn't know. Um, second is music. Music controls me. I see you dancing all the time, man. All the time I can't control. Like, I almost want to dance right <laughs> damn now. Shit. So, um, yeah, no. I love it, man. Music, I love contro- it. music controls me. I mean, I think that's probably number one even before pizza. Music. Because right. I have certain play. I work hard on my playlist. Yeah. My playlists are real. <clears throat> They're super real. And the thing is, different playlists put me in different moods. You know, in the mornings I wake up, and if I put on some music and I don't feel it, I got to change it. I'm like, I got to get something that's going to get me yeah, going. Yeah. You know? And um, naturally, my whole family dances. We all got rhythm coming from, you know, South America. And That's all good, because that. I don't. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> I got to teach you some of that, too. And we'll, we'll work hey, on Hey, you and your boy hit it hard, man. Oh, uh, Breon? Yeah, Breon, man. Yeah, you guys are man. dancing, man. I That's love my soul, it. brother, man. That guy. I love it, man. We're going to have to get him on here, bro. Oh, man, you know, he lives down the street. Yeah. <laughs> he lives down, he's right down the street. That's my guy. That's awesome, man. That's, That's my guy. But, yeah, I would say pizza, dancing, um, phone conversations with the right people. That's good. Because people don't understand when you're actually on the phone, you're in that moment and you're not thinking about much else other than the actual topic. Yeah. Even if it's something really like annoying, let's say you lost your job, you're sad. Now you get on the phone with your buddy and you're saying, man, I lost my job. Da, da, da. But realistically, while you're on that phone call, you're in that phone call like, you yeah. know, you're really in that phone call. You have you're to not, be present. Right. You're present. You're not. Yeah on that phone call necessarily, maybe sometimes, maybe if it's really tragic, but you're not necessarily crying like, I lost my job. You're more so complaining like, man, and this happened. I can't believe and it. And this happened. I can't believe it. But what I realized about phone calls with the right people is that for that moment, you kind of are able to let go and you're free. That's really good. Man. So I have about three or four friends that I could talk to about anything and the conversation might be 30 minutes. It might be an hour, but usually... It's probably about 30 to it's just about an hour, but it's a lot of laughing. We laugh. Yeah. We laugh and we joke and all the worries of the world are gone. That's awesome. So when I'm in, like I said, when I'm in trouble, I lean on my friends, the couple that I do have. I only got like three or four that I talk to. Yeah, that's good. I lean on them. I listen to music. I dance. And once a week, pizza. Pizza. A whole box. A whole box. By myself. What what pizza? What what pizza do you recommend to everybody? (sighs) I don't know if I recommend it because you might not like what I like, but me, I'm a Papa John's guy. Mm. Okay. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and do a sausage pizza. Mm, okay. That's it. I keep it simple. You heard it here first. Sausage you heard it here first. Sausage pizza. <laughs> Macwork pizza. There we go. I like right. it, man. Awesome, man. Well, for myself, I think when I get in that, I, I, like, I really like the, the phone thing, right? Yeah, it's dope. Because, I mean, music, I, I, I like worship music and all that good stuff. But I'm not a big music guy because I can't dance like you, obviously. And, and for, so when I get on the phone, I, I, when, you know, I call my, my cousin. Say my cousin will have the best conversation over i'm feeling like crap mm-hmm. a lot of times people because i give so much energy off they're like oh this guy's like this all day 100 100 miles per hour and i'm right. not there's no, some things no, no way 
I, and I sit there and I'm like, I got to sit down and kind of like reflect, okay, what's going wrong, like you said. And, yeah. and but I, I really love the whole phone call thing, man. So, you know what? You're right. I think that's another issue. Not an issue. It's something that people are shocked. When I am around people and I'm not talking, mm. they're shocked. What's, and it's okay. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. I, mean, I just don't feel like talking. Yeah. You know, you'll get, good thing I got you on a good day. You got me on a good day. <laughs> put the damn microphone in front of yeah. you. It's like a camera. You put a camera in front of you, everybody yeah, yeah. goes. Everybody on Instagram is going. You're going to start shaking right now, everybody, bro. Man, everybody goes once they see the camera or the microphone. So let's let's go into branding, man. Yeah. So, right, you started off this whole Mac work and you got it going and you're getting clients now. So let's jump right into branding. What do you do to distinguish yourself, you know, in the fitness industry? Because we know there's a lot of people. It's really saturated. And, and, and it's really hard to distinguish yourself or get separated from all the other people who are, are trying to do the same thing. Question. Yes. Am I separated from everybody else? I just want to make sure. I believe it. Okay, cool. Yeah, now I, I do. Now I made my day. Yeah, I believe it. Separate myself from everybody, damn it. Okay. Yeah, uh, no, I believe it. Okay, I, I appreciate that. You know, because honestly, the thing is though, when I'm thinking about Instagram and branding, I don't think about separating myself from other people. So okay. that's why I asked you because I'm, in my head, I'm not thinking about nobody else. That's my problem with a lot of other trainers that I see or just people on Instagram, period. Yeah. Everybody's worried about everyone else. Mm. I'm not. They worry about the likes and, and followers and not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. If awesome. anything, I want the likes so I can get more get more of like the views to help more people see what I'm doing. That's really good. But it's not necessarily about ego stroking. I'm not here to stroke my ego. That's really with good. It. That's not a big deal for me. I went through that phase. I think I did have a phase probably like three years ago, maybe two and a half, where I was like it was more of an ego stroke for me. Like, oh, man, yeah, look at me, Instagram, mm. you know, all that. I realized it took me a little while, but I got up out of it. And Yeah, we talked about it earlier, right? We we're talking more about quality. Yeah. 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 No, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. And then, so what, what techniques do you use for, for social media to get you going? Um, I just kind of feed off my followers and what they want, you know? I mean, I asked them. I said, why do you follow me? Mm. And I, I've had a lot of people say, because you have good energy. You have good energy. Your spirit. Your spirit. And that's those are the good answers for me because that's who I am. Yeah. Now you're just you're just catering to me. You're not telling me about no skill set that I have. And that's why I always tell people it's not about training for me. Training is just what I do because I have to make a living. I that's really good, man. I mean, but for the most part, it's beyond it. It's beyond it. And Mac work is Mac work is about the lifestyle. It's about good energy. It's about personality. It's about being yourself. And minding your business. Yeah. <laughs> minding yeah. your business and doing the best you can for your family and everything else, you know. And also, too, it's about learning how to let go. Awesome. So, yeah, I feel like I'm teaching even my clients that I do have in person is to let go. Let go of the bad days. Let go of the I can't. Let go of the I tried it and I couldn't do it. It's okay. The point yeah. is you tried it and now we're going to do it again. And then we're going to do it again. That's really and good. Until we get it done. Like I said, I went through that. So, okay. you know, now I can kind of push that on to people. Okay, so what's your favorite type of content to produce? Um, I guess dancing. Yeah, <laughs> but and the thing is, the thing is, I don't do those. They're never planned. Yeah, that's the beauty of that. That's what I will say. It's never planned. I will say the only one that is planned is usually when I'm in the morning combing my beard and I'm dancing in front of the mirror. Mm. That one's planned, but that's more so when I'm feeling good and like, like I said, I'm music guy. So if the song is hitting. And my moves is on point. Everything got to be on point. The beer got to be on point. Then I'm like, oh, they got to see this. Where my oh. phone? <laughs> let, let, let's hop out of the car. Right, Y'all got to see that. But the ones hopping out, you know, everything else when I'm in the gym and stuff, it's usually me already been dancing for about 30 minutes. Okay. Before either my boy Breon pulls out his phone or somebody else in the gym 
is watching and they say, yo, y'all are crazy. And they come over and then now we on video too. Nice. You know, yeah, and, I, and, most I, part, yeah. And, and, I, and what I like is you just do it. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? I just do it. Like you said, every, you don't really worry about all the other things that are going on. It's just yeah. in the moment, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Let's have some fun. And people see that and like, man, I want to have that much fun. Well, I'm sure there's some, there are some people that, that don't like it too. You know, And that's fine. And that's fine. Um, but the goal is to take people who don't like it and help them see a side or a light to where hopefully they can at least accept it. Okay. You know, that's what I look at things. It's like when you walk down the street and you see a grumpy person walking past you, you have a choice. Are you going to be the person that just walks past them and not say nothing? Ignores them, yeah. Or are you going to say something? And the thing is, it's about your delivery. I've had many people that I know because I've seen them maybe in the gym and I see how they interact with people. They don't like people. They don't want to talk. Yeah. And maybe they might even be a nice person, but from the outside looking in, it doesn't look like they want to. Yeah. Well, me, I'm the person that when you come near me, I'm going to say hi. And when I say hi, I want you to feel it. You're yeah. going to feel it. You're not yep. just going to hear me say hi. You're going to feel it. And from there, you have a choice. That's good. To where now you say, okay, wow, he said that in a way where... Am I really that bad of a person? Mm. You know, and now I kind of help them lift their spirits where they say, oh, oh, hi. Yeah. You know, and I force <laughs> them to talk. How are you doing? And he asked me how I'm doing. I'm good. You know, yeah. all right, cool, man. Well, hey, you have a blessed day, you know, and then from there now, now hopefully that person could take that with them carry it and on. maybe it carry it on for the rest of the day, maybe apply it and pass it on to the next person. That's really good, man. Yeah. So, okay. I like that, man. That's really good because we all have, like, we were at Starbucks earlier and uh, I ordered the drink and literally, like, when, when the ladies see me smile, just because I was, you know, super thankful, I appreciate you. I always use that. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm super thankful for you. Whatever the case is, I smiled and literally she had the biggest smile in the world. It's your beard, bro. Chill. I don't think it was bro, the beard. It's your beard, bro. Chill. I, I'm pretty sure. It's it's the, bro. <laughs> Power of the B, bro. Oh, man. Try to tell them. Hey, my wife, my wife don't want to hear that, man. My wife, I'm going to lower this real quick now. She's going to cut that. Get him, get him. Oh, get man. <laughs> That's funny, man. So if you're starting from scratch, so say like they, they took away all your followers, they take away everything, and you got to start Mac work all over again. And so we know somebody's in your position, in that position right now. What would you tell them? What, what maybe tip or two would you give them to, to get going? Do the same thing. Well, I will have to start with myself because I don't know what it is that they do, mm. whoever it is that they are. I know me. If that would happen to me, I'm going to do the exact same thing I'm doing today. I'm going to start with whatever it is I post. I think I posted last. I got mini Mac work mm. up right now. So I got kind of like the uh, the little puppet doll of myself. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, I got like a little cartoon character of myself. I would start with what it is that I do. What it is that you, where you left off is what you do. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, if you have a brand that has grown, you know, well, you're actually saying it from a different perspective. You're saying that if you don't have it, starting from scratch, starting from scratch, and you're trying to get going, you just have to do it. Like I told you earlier, you have to jump into it. Consistency. Consistency. Jump into it. The problem is everybody wants to home run. Mm. So when you ask that question, hey, what would I do right now? It's like, just do it. You just do it. There's not. There is no magic trick. There is no. I I would do this, and that's gonna get you this. Because everybody's looking for the fast come up. There is no fast come up. If you're a pro, you're a pro. So in order to become a pro, you got to put years in. You have to put time of practice, 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 trial and error, trial and error, right? You got to build up your network. You got to meet people. You got to talk to people. Yep. You have to do all of that. And you can't do it in a day. No, that's for you sure, man. In a day. And, and, yeah, and you have to believe. You got to believe in yourself. Yep. 
Yep, and that's what we're doing even with this podcast, man. Like, a lot of things we came in here, we had this set up, this set up, and like two or three things didn't work out. And we're like, all right, well, we're learning from it. Right. We're learning from those failures, and we're going to get better each, each and every single time. Um, so, all right, cool. I appreciate that, man. Um, next question is, um, well, we, we, we kind of already went over this. What, what do you attribute your success to? Mm-hmm. Do you have an, an, a specific answer that you would say? I would say to my mom, now that I look back, oh. Awesome. Now that I look back, I mean, you know, when you're growing up, it's a lot of things you take for granted, you know, but I can actually look back and say, my mom put me in position to do everything I need to. You know, as a kid, I didn't get a chance to really, she let me go outside and play, but I had to be inside by a certain time. Mm. You know, we were kind of under a strict, a strict household. Discipline. Discipline. I had to clean up every Saturday morning. You know, I make up my bed. I, I, I clean my place. Like all that stuff plays a part into who I am today. All of that stuff. If I don't clean up, how am I going to be efficient with what I do in my work field? Okay. Right? So if I have a dirty home, guess what? I'm not going to go out prepared. Because yeah. I, don't even, I don't even prepare myself at home. Yeah, you can't even make your bed? Right. Yeah. I mean, you, got, you got to do everything that you need to do in order to be successful. My mom always put me in a position where I, I can make my own choice, but she was always showing me the way without actually me knowing. Until now, mm-hmm. I could say, okay. I see why she had me doing that, yeah, she's... you know, and whatnot. And uh, I see why she didn't give me freedom at this time. Okay. You know, and then I see when she gave me freedom. Like she told me, I mean, when I was 18 and I decided I'm moving, she didn't stop me. She didn't complain. She said he knows what he wants. He said he wants to be a pro. He wants to go play professional basketball. He wants to go play college basketball. He said he wants to go live with his friend on the couch. Go ahead. I'll yeah. still bring you food, buddy. Yeah. And she would bring me food. Because she knows she instilled those values and principles in you. Yeah, now she can spoil me. She's like, whatever you want. You know, I know that you're 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 hardworking and you go get your own. Yeah. So are you hungry? Come That's here. Good. Come eat. Come eat, you know? And the thing is we don't have a lot of time with our parents. We don't have a lot of time with our friends like we think we do. We think we're all just gonna be here. So you gotta kinda value what you have right now. Oof, that's really good. Yeah. That's really good, man. Thank you for that. Yeah. And so I'm going to go into the last closing questions. Uh, this one's a huge one. What is your purpose? My purpose is to is that everybody I touch, anyone who comes within five feet of me, to feel amazing. The love. Amazing. I mean, that's, that's bigger than me getting anybody in shape. I feel like that'll carry whatever it is I want to do in life. If I decide I want to be uh, a podcast director. Yeah. Good energy is going to carry me to the top. Yeah, definitely. And the funny thing is, I think even when you're at the top, you're still, if you're a competitor, if you're somebody that, that's humble, you're still going to want more. The thing is, I don't feel like we ever stop wanting more. I just feel like, um, you know, if you're driven, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, wanting more is a good thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but definitely, I would say touching people, making people feel good, making people smile. And I think that when you push it forward, it always comes back. When you win, you pay it forward, it always comes back to you. Yeah, um, I believe that. You know, I mean, sometimes I look at my bank account. Well, this was in a while, you know, I look at my bank account and, you know, I could be in somewhere in a bar. This is probably when I was younger, you know, and say, hey, look to somebody next to me and ask them if they want a drink. And somebody that, you know, maybe just a cool guy that said what's up to me, hey, do you want a drink? Because people have done it for me. Yeah. They do it for me now. They do it for me all the time. I walk in places and say, I'm sitting there and some guys come to me, hey, man, what do you do? Oh, man, that's cool. Hey, you want a drink? I'm thinking to myself, you don't have to do that. Yeah. yeah. So guess what? I've learned different actions from different people. You know, that's awesome. Okay. These are things that help build the energy. They help 
you know, make people feel good. Because I think to myself, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Okay, well, I should probably start doing what makes me feel good to, for further people. That's really good. You know? Okay, awesome. So what about any weaknesses? Any got, you got any weaknesses that you can think of? Well, um, if my beard was to be cut down a little lower. <laughs> no, um, no, you know what? I would say I don't think there are any weaknesses on people. I think weaknesses is just a word that people give it. Mm. You know, I think everybody's strong. Everybody's strong from head to toe. If you don't know something, you can learn it. Um, there isn't anything that you can't do. Yeah. Now, maybe you, you can't play basketball. Yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> just, just I'll just stand, uh, I'll be the one that cleans the floor, you know, wipes it down. Well, right, well, you can, okay, let's, let's change it up. You can play basketball. You just can't play basketball at a professional level yet. Yeah, and I know that. See? Yet, yet. You see what I'm saying? Meaning, well, meaning, well, if you were younger, yet, probably past that age now. But I'm maybe. saying, you know, as a kid growing up, somebody told you you can't do that. Why not? Yeah. If you want to do it, you can do it. Yeah. Now, maybe, you know, you get to a certain age, no, but I'm saying you can do anything you want to do. Yeah. As long as you practice it and you put your mind to it, you know? Yeah. And I think as long as you're living in your purpose, I think you can do anything. Yeah. Because a lot of people are like, if I were to go and I try to play, let's say the guitar I, or dance, or, I, I just don't have it. You know what I mean? And but who's, who's to say that? Because I feel like dancing is like anybody can dance. Yeah. Anybody can dance. And the rhythm can be off for what I think it's supposed to be. I can look at you and say, that's not the right rhythm. Yeah. But then realistically, who to tell you what beat right. is in their head? Yeah. Who to tell you what they're listening to, their vibe? Maybe they feel great. Yeah. Because to me, dancing isn't about how you actually do it. It's about what it is that's coming out of you. Yeah. I, that's how I feel about worship. When we're worshiping at church, man, we're up there and we're dancing, we're jumping, and I'm looking around like people probably think I'm like, look silly or something, but I, I'm just giving it all. You know what I mean? So, right. okay. Right. That's good, man. So if you could go back to any age, mm -hmm. you can't change anything that's happened, you, but you could go back to, to any age and give yourself one tip, what would it be? Oh, man, you try to hit me with the real questions now. Mm. Um, I would say I would go back and tell myself at the age of 21. Okay. Right when I was, or 20, 21, right when I was at Iowa State, that it's okay. And literally, when I say it's okay, that applies to everything that I do, everything about life. It's like when you break up with somebody, or somebody that you've been with for 20 years, you break up because they want something else. Yeah, it hurts. It doesn't feel good. Yep. But they want something else. It's okay. You're okay. Yeah. You know? And at that time, I needed somebody to tell me, it's okay. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. It's not yeah. the end of basketball. It's not the end of your career, you know? Yeah, he doesn't it's only like the beginning. You. Yeah, he doesn't like you. Guess what? Deal with it. Yeah. Which I did, but deal. tell me in a way that's going to inspire me to say, okay, I got this, you know? And that's really all it is, is, is if I mm. can go back and tell myself it's okay, push forward, but maybe with some different words. I don't know what words it would be because it would probably be a longer conversation than just it's okay, but that would be along the lines I would go. Yeah, and I think... A lot of people just need to hear that sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they just need to go and they're maybe struggling with something and struggling and struggling. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're good. You're going yeah, you're, you're to be fine. I, I mean, if I, if I think about, I, I, I've answered this a couple of times, but people know that for me is I would go back to like about eight or nine years old and I, and I would just tell myself you're loved. Right. You know, like by, by a father. Mm -hmm. Right. You have a father that loves you. Yeah. Because I, I didn't receive that as, as, as a child. Yeah. And that's all I needed to hear. You know what I mean? So people just sometimes need to hear, hey, that's okay. Right. Yeah? Right awesome, man. I appreciate that, dude. That's really good. 
You having fun so far? Having a great time, man. Okay. I can do this all day. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I have a uh, just maybe you can share some just some quick tips, man. They don't got to be too long. Just quick tips on maybe how to get fit, man. I, I know people have been dying to hear it. Consistency. I like it. That's the only. That's the main thing. Whatever it is that you do, consistency. Everyone wants the magic pill. Yeah. How do I do it now? How do I do it yeah. quick? You just have to go and continue to go. Yeah. And when you plateau, continue to go mm. and go and go and go. You know, my body has been, I've been in shape for years, but I can still see the changes over the years because yeah. of the consistency. That's good. Even when I'm going and I don't see nothing, you know, because you guys see something. For me, I see the same thing I've been looking at. Every day. All right. And I'm like, uh, I have good days where I'm like, yeah. Then I have days where I'm like, ugh. Yeah. And for you guys, I'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. You know? All it is is consistency. Okay. It's consistency in your work. It's consistency in your preparation. What you put in your mouth. What you put in your mouth, what you eat. Yeah. That's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Because the way I was raised, I was raised on rice, chicken, potatoes, you know, beef. I was raised on good meals. Mm. Growing up, we didn't have chips in the house and cookies and stuff. Dang it, I did. Yeah. I mean, we had it, but it wasn't... It wasn't a large. It wasn't a large abundance of, of just snacks. Junk. It'd be like maybe one little bag. It wasn't. We never mm. bought big bags and had them in the house like that. So it's like growing up, I was already eating a certain type of way, where maybe another culture, you know, they might be eating different things growing up as a kid and can't help it, or maybe their parents like take them out and yeah. eat a lot of fast food all the time. Right. We didn't eat a lot of fast food. I was literally eating meal after meal after meal. So even though I wasn't a big kid, I think that a lot of that was just genetics because I burn it off quick. Yeah, yeah. Running, I would do it in the playground and basketball. No one knew I was putting on no size, and I was still only eating two or three times a day. Mm. But when I did eat, it was always a meal. Good stuff. Yeah, my okay. mom always made that. So I think that's a big thing. Um, obviously, now if you're older, that you know that eating has to change. It's everything. And you can't help how you used to eat, but you can yeah. eat how, you can uh, go ahead and help how you eat now. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's true, man. That. All right, awesome, and uh, I know you're doing a challenge right now. You want to tell them about your 30-day challenge? Yeah, so we got the work words. I call it work words. I like words. it. I love the energy. That's work with a three, and uh, that challenge is funny because I actually had no clue it would actually be as big as it is right now. That's good. It was more so I was just sitting here on the couch watching TV, and I was just thinking. I don't know what I was thinking about, honestly, but I know I was thinking something positive. Okay. And I was thinking about words and how words affect people. A lot of things, a lot of times... I tend to think and not write stuff down. Now I'm starting. I changed that. That's good. I got a dry eraser board in my room Same. over there, and um, I literally write everything down. Well, this time I, I caught myself thinking, and I wrote it down and said, wow, what if I started a challenge where every single person just put out a word for the day? Because I realize when I say things, words have power. That's right. right? So you're listening to me. You're saying, oh, I like the way he talks, or I like the way she talks, or whatever. I like that person. I want to follow that person. So here we are now. I'm thinking, okay, words words hurt people. Words help people. Well, obviously not everybody's good in front of a camera. Not everybody wants to talk. And I don't want to be talking about a bunch of stuff, you know, all the time. Yeah. You know, so, so what if I just put up one word a day and I'm thinking about how many people are following me? Who does it really help? Well, wow, what if we can get everybody to put up one word of a day and whoever's following them plus following me, now we're all kind of helping each other. So you're helping your own, um, your, your own spirit by pushing out what it is that you believe out into the world. That's awesome. Right? And then from there, you're helping the people that see it 
And then if they do it, now they're helping themselves because they're saying, hey, my word of the day is fight. Or my word of the day is, you know, rise. Yeah. They're already empowering themselves to be better for the day. Because everybody has their own meaning behind the word. That's good. You know, whatever your meaning is, that's your meaning. You don't have to share that. But your word can mean something else to somebody else. So the challenge is meant for everybody to just kind of put out a word every day. I repost it just to, you know, help spread the knowledge. And then for 30 days, we see about building up good energy through positive vibes, through our words, and seeing everyone else's words. And then now we're going into the new year, you know, with a, a great, positive, uplifting spirit and attitude. Awesome. So my first word I'm going to put on there is work. Okay. Just so what does work mean to you? Every day. Gotta, you got to go out there and do it, man. Okay. Got to go out there and put in the work because no one's going to do it for you. If you sit on your couch and just lay there and say, hey, can, can I just receive everything? Can it just happen for me? It's not going to happen. Right. Unless you put in the, the actual work. Absolutely. Yeah. I, Absolutely. Believe, I believe that, man. I thank you for that. Cool. And um, I also got a, a challenge myself. I got I call it the 122 challenge. I know it's a little extreme, but. What's that? So I'm doing a, a challenge every single day. Uh, an, an action or activity for every every single day for 122 straight days. That's so, that's intense. Yeah. So I'm actually I've already surpassed that. He's completed it. My boy Justin over here's completed that. So what? So what kind of activity are we talking about? Okay. So I got a couple. I'm gonna share them with you. Uh, so I got at least a 30 oh, minute. Quick, I'm the interviewer now. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's my turn. So we. Got- <laughs> so what inspired you <laughs> to do 122 days? Why not 125? Uh, 122 days it came from actually and i've done a podcast on this already but it, it's one third of a year is uh, 121 days and eight hours oh, so you're a numbers guy i am a numbers guy i love numbers okay right so 121 days and eight hours so i said hey why not 122 it sounds pretty cool right, right. so that's one third of a year and i've decided to do for um my working out I, i've decided to do at least a 30 minute workout okay. no matter what Without fail for 122 days. I'm now, I decided to do like a streak type of thing. I'm on day 140 today. Today. Okay. today. Nice. And it's not like, look, we talked about on the phone. It's not like super heavy every single time. Sometimes it's just 30 minutes of cardio, yeah. you know? You're just doing something. Yeah. Staying and then, active. And then the one that's the hardest for me hey, probably. My, my word of the day was active today. Yeah. That's good. Okay, cool. All right, continue. So, and another one I got is uh, I do uh, my development time, which I do prayer, devotional, uh, my affirmation, my nice. affirmations. Uh, nice. My declaration is to God. I do um, what I'm grateful for. I, I do um, at least 20 plus pages of a, a soft development book. And then I uh, read the Bible and then I visualize. So you putting in work all over. Yeah. So that, <laughs> and, and I've done that for 129 days. It would be today. I haven't finished it. But 129 days of that already. So I've already surpassed that. And then I, I, I post my weight every single day okay. for accountability. Okay. And uh, so you're a weight I, guy, so numbers. Yeah, back to numbers. I track my my calories every single day for the last I think 78 days, 79 nice, days. Nice. And uh, I'm down 35 pounds right now. Good, good for you. Yeah, I've been down. I was down good like 40, but anyways. And then this next year, I'm gonna apply about 10 to 12 different challenges to my business, to my marriage, to my relationships, uh, my podcast, everything. I'm gonna apply those for 122 straight days. So that's about four months or so. Nice, nice. Well, man, hey, I, hey it's, it's definitely nice to hear something about you. We spent a whole lot of time yeah. talking about me. Um, well, since you're a numbers guy, uh, can you guess what the three in work stands for? The three? Yeah. Um, I would say, man. Oh, I got him. question. I got him. Because I, I, right away, I was going to go to sports, man, because I love sports. And the, the, do what you want to do. Go, go where you want to so, go. So I, 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 I thought that would be your, like, um, your, your jersey number. 
Okay. So, um, it was my jersey number when I won a championship. Okay. But that's not what it's for. Okay. So, the kind of crazy how that works. How that was my jersey number, but it's not what yeah, it's yeah, for. Yeah, okay. Um, so, the three in work, it stands for the MAC, the actual MAC part. It's three letters, but mm. the three letters are three words. So, make a change. Woo! Mac work. So, M-A-C. So, it's three letters, three that's words. M-A-C for Mac. Wow, that's really good. Make a change. Three letters, three words. Mm. So, I know I should probably convey that a little bit more to the people. No, that's really good, man. I, I know. I, I never really We're going to take that it. snippet out. I'm going to send it to you. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. We're going we're gonna to get that out there, man. That was awesome. All right, cool. Awesome. Cool. Anything else you want to share? Closing? Any closing statements? Nah, man. Just love people. That's it. Be nice. Everybody be nice. Yeah, that's it's, good. It's very simple, you know. And where can they reach you? Well, you guys can reach me at uh, MacWork.com. That's M-A-C-W-3-R-K.com. Or you can hit me on Instagram, which is pretty much where I'm always at. I'm always yeah. on there having a good time. And the Instagram is MacWork, M-A-C-W-3-R-K. Okay. All right, man. It's picture time. What's up? And YouTube? You on YouTube? <laughs> yeah, I'm on YouTube. Everything is the same, MacWork. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So everywhere, MacWork. MacWork everywhere. All right, man. Awesome. So I appreciate you taking the time, Corey. I know you're a busy man. So I truly appreciate try it. Try to stay busy. Try to be like you and try to work every day. Yeah, man. And we're doing it. We're out here doing it. So I hope, um, yeah, man, some people take this and they share it with somebody and really inspire somebody to get going. I hope so. I hope so. All right, man. All right. Appreciate good luck you. to you. I yeah. appreciate you. Thank nah, you. Thank you, Corey.